0: Complete no flag. Nikhil Roby Coleman delivered a hit. And the two officials talk to each other. Crowd's going crazy as there's no
1: flag right on the Saints' sideline. What a championship weekend. Oh, and we can't wait to recap all of it here on the latest edition of Coming Up Winners' As always, oh my gosh, I cannot say how excited I am for this podcast. Andrew Lynch, my wingman, my man. Producer Conrad was our big winner this weekend. But Lynch, you also took a couple wins. We will not talk about my losses. Oh, Uh, why not? There were a lot of them. Uh, Listen, folks, I'm sorry. I got to apologize. I thought I had a great regular season, profitable, great in the Super Contest, and I have just been... Absolutely clueless. I mean, I'm lost out here. Just like I look as bad as Sean Payton down the stretch, Andy Reid in the first half of the AFC title game, but Andrew Lynch, two phenomenal games. Obviously, we're going to start by blaming the referees. No,
0: no, sir, we are not. We're getting out ahead of this immediately. And I'm going to start with a story here, J-Mac. When I was 11 years old, I was a pudgy ginger with a bowl cut, rocking Rex specs. Shout Ooh. out to Horace Grant. Um, I had those too. I was the ninth best player on my youth basketball team, Boys and Girls Club Basketball. And that year, we made the regional championship because we had some very, very good players. Well, our star center fouled out of that championship game. Blame the refs. blame, Blame the refs, right? But here's the thing. My coach and one of the most important people in my life, the godfather of my lifelong best friend, was a high school official. Mm-hmm. And so this is where my referee apologist behavior comes from, right? Because after that game, which we lost, I had to sub in for our star center, again, as the ninth best player on the team. I missed a couple of free throws. Oh. I, you know, just some really bad, which is why I relate to LeBron James. You know, it's okay to miss free throws in the clutch if you're otherwise great like I am. <laughs> And so after the game, we immediately, ah, the refs. The refs screwed us. We'd be on the way to state if it weren't for the refs. And our coach, Randy Turner, turned to us. And he, one of the smartest people I've ever met, had every mistake that we made in that game memorized. And he didn't let us off the hook. He looked me dead in the eye and said, Andrew, you missed two free throws. How are you going to blame the refs? You know, my best friend Blake, you missed three wide open shots in the paint. How are you going to blame the refs? And so, yeah, you know what? If you go out there and you play a perfect football game and you lose because of a missed call, you can blame the refs. Yeah, that missed no call on the defensive pass interference, that is egregious. I'm not here to apologize for that ref. What I am here to say is that if you earn over your lifetime a million dollars by doing things that work for you, And then you go away from those things that work for you and you start handing out money to people. And all of a sudden you find yourself down to your last hundred dollar bill and someone comes and robs you of that hundred dollars. You're not broke because that person (laughs) robbed you of a hundred dollars. You're broke because of the decisions you made leading up to that moment that that hundred dollars was stolen from you. And in an NFL game... The last two minutes, the last play, the last possession, that is the sum of everything that has happened prior to that. So when you're the New Orleans Saints and you kick two early field goals in the red zone, I get it. One of them was on a fourth and seven. But call a better play on third down. Be more aggressive in the red zone knowing you're going to need to be against the Rams. Don't call two passes on that possession that ends in in a no call and give the Rams a chance to march down the field and tie that ball game. I think that is an excellent
1: rant, Mr. Lynch.
0: I uh, like the passion. I like
1: and agree with most of what you said. But I'm going to ask you pointedly, if the refs get that call right and they apologize within five minutes of the game to Sean Payton, hey man, we're sorry, our bad, do the Saints win the game and go to the Super Bowl? Almost Just, certainly.
0: Okay. Almost certainly. I, I, this is it now would be,
1: two years in a row for Drew Brees to lose in unfathomable
0: ways. It would be disingenuous for me to say anything else. Absolutely. <laughs> the Saints almost certainly win that game. That said... Let's not gloss over that missed face mask call when Jared Goff, who, and this is the perfect example, right? Because Jared Goff, even with the face mask, probably scores a touchdown on that second down run if he doesn't hesitate, if he takes the open field and he goes for the goal line. Instead, he doesn't get called, the face mask isn't called, and the Rams, in a negative EV decision, settle for the field goal there. Well, that's it in a nutshell. You had a player who made a mistake by not going for the end zone and you had a ref who didn't bail him out. I don't blame the ref for the Rams not scoring a touchdown there. I blame Jared Goff for not, you know, making his way into the end zone. But that said, that missed call has uh, almost as big of an impact, I would argue. I'd have to look at the win probabilities, but as almost as big of an impact as that missed defensive pass interference call. Mm-hmm. The latter is just more clear. It's easier to crystallize. Oh, that cost them the game. I. It didn't. It didn't cost them the game. But yes, that mistake. If that mistake doesn't happen, given everything else that had happened during the course of the game, the sum of everything else in that game, yes, the Saints probably win. Listen, referees were bad yesterday. Uh, I hear people criticizing
1: the integrity of the NFL, Uh, and and this game was fraudulent because of how it ended, and I can see some of that. There's going to be people, uh, there's speculation there will be class action lawsuits filed over the result of this game. A couple guys here at FS1. Lost a lot of money. Uh, shout to Cousin Sal. I just saw him before we recorded this. He had a <laughs> smile on his face. I don't know how for, mo- for how much longer. Uh, but let's quickly, I just want to talk about the game. I want to start here. I, I thought Sean Payton was terrible yesterday. Uh, I thought he coached an awful game. Uh, and I thought Jared Goff, who I dinged on this podcast on TV, on my radio show. I thought Goff outplayed Breeze when you factor in he was on the road. He was down 13-0, and Todd Gurley, uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, four carries, 10 yards. Uh, Todd Gurley had two drops and one catch for three yards. When you don't have
0: Gurley, you're on the road. You're down 13-0 to combat. I thought Jared Goff was phenomenal. Goff was outstanding. I don't know that I would say Peyton was terrible, but he certainly got out coached. Again, they've got to be more aggressive early on fourth down. I... That said, Rams, how are you going to jump off sides on fourth and two oh when goodness. the Saints are very clearly just out there for the hard count? Um, but, yeah, the it was funny to me. I thought Sean Payton was conservative when he needed to be aggressive in those early fourth downs and taking the field goals, and I thought he was aggressive when being a little more conservative would have paid off with those those first and second down pass on that last Saints drive and regulation. Um, just kind of flip-flopped a little bit. couple notes with the Super Bowl in mind. Okay. Dante Fowler Jr., half a
1: sack. He had the huge hit on Breeze that led to the pick in overtime. Two tackles for loss. And Dominick and Sue, sack and a half, 1.5 tackles for loss. Aaron Donald, two tackles for loss. Lynch, you know where I'm going here, okay? This Rams defensive line was dominant in New Orleans. I was super impressed. They're going to need those guys to show up in the Super Bowl because nobody's touched. Tom Brady in the postseason. I'm I'm sick to my stomach thinking. I I need to breathe her before we get to the Chiefs game. Uh, Producer Conrad, do you want to do a victory lap? We were texting before the game. You know, he wants to push out my picks, which were losers, on social media. And I said, who do you got? And
2: and Producer Conrad said, give me them dogs. Now, I was just all in the dogs this week. I told you guys all week. I mean, in the Rams, I tried to go with the better roster. I thought they had the better matchups. You know, as long as they didn't get killed by Michael Thomas again, which he had four catches for 36 yards. lead, baby! Compared to having over 200 yards receiving and two touchdowns in the last matchup? His
1: over-under was, I think, 98.5 yards. He had 36
2: yards receiving. The Rams just shut down the Saints, exactly what they were good at. The only thing that happened that I think the Rams would have did better with is Alvin Kamara in the flats. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was a third-down machine. He was like a James White. He was just... Just everything was picking up first down, first down, first down, keeping it going. It wasn't so much that I was right. It was just that with everything that happened, it ended up going in my favor. And with gambling, as you both know, that'll happen not as many times as you want it to, but sometimes it happens at the right spots. Lynch, let me wrap
1: up this game with this. um, Gurley, it's still a bit of a mystery. He was not injured. We saw him on the bike. Uh, after the game, it almost sounded like a trust situation where he dropped that early pass that led to the pick. He dropped another one, didn't pick up pass protection. I don't know where he. I don't know what was going on with Todd Gurley. I'm not selling Todd Gurley's stock. He's the highest paid running back I believe in the NFL. Just as a look ahead, he's plus eighteen hundred to win Super Bowl MVP. Is there value on Todd Gurley going forward? Two week layoff. We
0: talked about a potential injury. Any thoughts on Todd Gurley going forward? That's a little short to me. I think gosh, I I forget if Gronk was going off at 50 or 20 to 1. I actually think it's the I think he's going off at 50 to 1 and the way that Brady was looking for him in the clutch in that AFC Championship game. I don't hate that bet. Uh, that's a little short on Todd Gurley for me. I will say talking to some people who who are familiar with the Rams, I I don't I'm not doing any reporting here, but the sense I'm getting is that Gurley isn't necessarily injured at this point. He's just not quite 100% in game shape because he did take those three weeks off. Interesting. And Anderson might just be the better bet for them at this point. That's just kind of some kind of informed speculation on my end, uh, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. Anderson had uh, Conrad, hold on one second, <laughs> 44
1: yards rushing, didn't look as dynamic as he did at home against the Cowboys. We'll say this. Uh, Patriots run defense not excellent they were pretty good yesterday although Kansas City was trailing the whole game so they had to throw but uh, Todd Gurley CJ Anderson I gotta say Conrad I am gonna be the biggest Rams fan on this podcast for two weeks
2: we'll get to the Patriots shortly I think the Gurley bet is actually not too bad of a bet For the fact of the matter that they were down early in this game, and C.J. Anderson has been in Super Bowls, he's played in big-time playoff games. He doesn't fumble the rock that often. Gurley had two yippy drops going in that would have been first down, and one of them could have been a touchdown. I think McVay saw that, and he uh, you know what, mentally, I just don't think you're in this right now. Let me hand the rock off to someone I know that is not going to hurt our team. And when you drop the ball, especially on first-down opportunities and touchdowns, you're hurting your team. I think, there is, I think Gurley is still kind of hurt, though, too. There is something wrong with that knee.
0: Sorry, and just to confirm, uh, Gronk is going off at 50-1 to one to win the 50 MVP. 50-1. Uh,
1: lastly, and again, we talk about right side, wrong result. I kind of feel like the Saints were still the right side. Uh, and, and you could go ahead and bash that if you want. I know the listeners out there, oh, you lost your bet, so you're saying that. Um, Should have won in regulation. Had the ball first in overtime. Uncharacteristically breeze, hit, pick. You know, they lose. I, I don't think the Saints were awful. Rams were better, no doubt,
0: after the first quarter. Any closing thoughts on the game, Lynch? I think you're right in the sense that this game was a coin flip and very clearly home field advantage in the Superdome is worth the full three points, maybe even three and a half. Um, and that line was right there at three, three and a half. So I think both of these games were essentially coin flips. And that's kind of the lesson I took from that was, I mean, it, it's so obvious, yeah. but if these games are coin flips, take the points.
2: Two take overtime the games
0: and Conrad. I,
2: th- I think Sean Payne's going to kick himself the rest of his life for his play calling towards the he end. Was, I, th- he, I, I thought he was awesome. I mean, to be completely honest, Run the ball three times. Give them the ball back with around 30 seconds left. Get the field no goal. No timeouts. Right? Take, yeah. And at that point, you take the game out of the ref's yeah, hands yeah, completely. Yeah.
0: And, yeah. I I, quick, and I don't. Real quick, and then I think we'll move on. I do want to say, like, I like the aggressive play calling on that first pass where Drew Brees just kind of threw it short and was otherwise probably a high percentage pass. I like a little bit of aggressiveness. I like a little bit of, you know, unexpected play calling. That said, you got to run the ball on second down. Hey, you know, just, you just said something, okay? You like the aggressiveness out of Brees. He started to fade
1: the second half of the season. He was not the guy he was in the first half, okay? He just turned 40 last week. I'm not selling Drew Brees' stock, but did this feel like a last gasp for Drew Brees in the Saints? Will they be back here next year? NFC Championship team, I mean, are they going to be a team in the offseason you're buying going forward?
0: It's a really fair question, especially since we know, and a lot of people are talking about this today with uh, Tom Brady. Back in, I believe, 2015, ESPN's Brian Burke did a study that great quarterbacks don't decline. They fall off cliffs. Yes. And I... That is always going to be the concern with Drew Brees and even a Tom Brady moving forward. I'm, obviously, Tom has not fallen yeah, off no, of that no, cliff. No, 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 no. Um, but if in, and maybe he ends up being the outlier, I think if anyone can decline gradually, it's probably Tom Brady. But we saw with Peyton Manning, we've seen it with every great quarterback. They fall off so drastically. And so maybe yeah. Brett Favre with the Vikings, I think
1: he had 33 touchdowns. They lose in the NFC championship. The next year, he was awful. I had like 19 picks. I'm out, retirement. And I mean, again, Drew Brees was great. He's probably gonna win runner-up to MVP Patrick Mahomes, but just something to look forward to in the offseason. I will not be making a Saints futures bet. Hello everyone, Jason McIntyre here, and thank you for listening to the Coming Up Winners podcast. I wanted to take a quick minute to tell you about another podcast in the Fox Sports family that every soccer fan needs to check out. Alexi Lawless's State of the Union Podcast. U.S. soccer legend Alexi Lalas has partnered up with Fox soccer guru David Massey to review the top storylines in soccer across the globe. Whether it's the U.S. men's national team rebuilding for the future, the U.S. women preparing to defend their World Cup title, or the Premier League and Europe's hottest stories, nothing is off limits. So subscribe right now for weekly episodes every Tuesday morning, wherever you get your podcasts. Now... Back to the show. All right, On to the game that uh, felt like it took a couple months off my life, uh, and That's I it? just a couple months. Just a couple months. I'm not gonna say years because listen, I'm not a Chiefs fan. Yes, financially, Chiefs cost me some money, not a ton. Uh, another
0: game with the referees. Oh god, I hate when the refs
1: are the story, Lynch. But
0: Chiefs, I do too because it doesn't make. I mean, in the Saints Rams game, it makes sense. In the Chiefs Patriots game. I'm a little like miffed that we're even talking about the officials. I get there was that phantom roughing the passer call oh, against that the Patriots, was egregious. But I mean, Sammy Watkins goes for that deep bomb only because the Chiefs ran a very clear pick play yeah. three yards beyond the line of scrimmage that the refs didn't call. You can, you could show me fifty million angles, and I'm
1: telling you, Julian Edelman touched that friggin' ball. On the punt, I I know there was still plenty of time left. Blah blah blah. Just the the vibe when that happens in the stadium, you can hear and feel. Here we go again. The Patriots getting all the calls, and um, you know we're not going to take time here to go into the overtime garbage that perpetrates the NFL. I just I, I hate it. I hate the rule. Because there is you no. You win garbage. the contest. I know. I know. Hey, Rams lost the coin toss. They still won the game. Tom Brady's been in three playoff overtime games. They've won the coin toss three times. The other team has never touched the ball. I know you're gonna just say stop him. Don't t- I? Don't want to hear it, Conrad. Just stop him. No. Or win the or, game in regulation. That too. But um, name another sport where both teams don't get an oh, I got opportunity. This.
0: NBA summer league double overtime. It's sudden death. Is that real? That's absolutely okay. real. So, summer league. There's no, that doesn't mean jack squat. <laughs> hey, you can gamble <laughs> on it. Fair enough. I have Major gambled on baseball. it. I have an issue. I have a problem.
1: NBA, Major League Baseball, college basketball, college football. Everybody gives both teams a chance. I was fighting with uh, Jeff Schwartz, uh, good guy. I know him. We're friendly. Um, and he disagrees. And I just, I don't get that. Let me see Pat Mahomes get the football. You know, and I, re- I, I remember I was on the other side of this. Do you guys remember Chargers Colts, Peyton Manning with the Colts, and Ladanian Tomlinson went around the, and an amazing call by uh, Al Michaels. Had the great call in the touchdown run. I watched it like 50 times because I won a lot of money on this playoff game. And I was like, ah, I don't care. Peyton got screwed, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, that's my little overtime rant. Do you have another uh, one? Patriots no. rant? Come no, on. I, 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 I got to dial it back. We got two now, weeks why? for this garbage. I'm so <sighs> sick of this Patriots team. So Brady and Belichick rant, now. Rant, rant. They've been to the Super Bowl more than any other franchise in the NFL. Uh, I I can't stand this. They've been to nine Super Bowls together. Cowboys, Steelers, Broncos have been to eight. I I do want, I'll, I'll toss it to you, Lynch. Tyreek Hill, during the week, Bill Belichick said, oh, you. there's no way you can stop him. You can't shut him down. He's killed us. Tyreek Hill had one catch, didn't have a friggin touch in the second half. Andy Reid, vomiting on himself, Proceed. Yeah, what was I thinking?
0: All season long. Can't wait to bet against Andy Reid in the postseason. Yeah. And and here we are. (laughs) And I, Sean Payton, it. I I just made a mistake. Hey, smart people make mistakes. Here's what, and I'm going to now send this back to you with a question. Do you blame D Ford for you losing this bet this weekend?
1: I mean, you know, this is a guy and a defense that tied for the NFL lead in sacks. They didn't touch Brady. He lines up in the neutral zone. On a play that should have ended the game. And listen, that play by D. Ford. Do you understand the narrative change, Lynch? If that play stands, okay? Tip pass. Oh, I'm sorry. Off Gronk's hands. Interception. Game over. Chiefs win. Brady then ends the game with three interceptions. Gronk, maybe the final play of his career. Oh, they're the GOAT all of a sudden.
0: Show up at WrestleMania, you coward.
1: And now... (laughs) And now it's, well, Tom Brady, I mean, come on, to 348 yards, a guy's automatic, he's money, and Gronk is back, he's not a shell of his former self, 6 for 79, um, narrative's changed, man, and D Ford, I don't blame him for lining up offsides, I mean, it's a basic thing you've been doing since you were playing youth football, I mean, get a clue, but otherwise, yeah, I can't kill him for that.
0: Yeah, you know what? I'm far more angry about Patrick Mahomes taking that 14 yard oh, sack earlier God. in the game that and knocked him out of field goal range. Damian Williams on the wheel route automatic. Am- far more upset about the I love Patrick Mahomes one of my favorite players in the NFL right now right behind my boy Baker I don't know if you saw that segment uh, the Manning Hour this yes. week please go and watch that if you have missed it it's pinned to the top of the NFL on Fox Twitter account it is outstanding uh but yeah got just some bad bad mistakes by Mahomes that said I don't think it's inexperience or anything like that. Listen, we saw Tom Brady throw one of the worst interceptions of the postseason. That was bad. Um, and, you know, if Mahomes throws that pass, we're talking about, oh, you know, this young guy doesn't can't stand up to the pressure. I think he just
2: made some mistakes. It happens. Yeah. I mean, the first half was completely abysmal, and it's so funny that the only time they don't score a touchdown the first half was twice this year, both against the Patriots. By the way,
1: why on earth would Andy Reid defer? I know the numbers maybe say, oh, you want the extra possession second half. Dude, you're at home. You put them on the ropes. You get Pat Mahomes started. What were you thinking? They had the ball for, I think, eight minutes. Touchdown, and it's like, oh, pressure's on Mahomes.
0: Rant, rant. We, rant.
1: We said this well, last week, Lynch. Like, how's Mahomes going to react to being down 7 0? I think I said 7 or 10. It was 7. It should have been 14. Then eventually it was 14. Like, I, I, Randy Reed was terrible, Conrad.
2: So my, my only gripe against Andy Reed yesterday, and in totality, I thought the second half was amazing. But in overtime, the only thing I didn't understand, why do you not use one of your timeouts on a crucial third down with your back against the wall to rally the guys saying, you know what, idea. we need one stop. Even if we force a field goal here, do you think they can really stop us getting a touchdown here this next drive? Mm-hmm. And not once did they call a timeout on any of the fourth three, down- three downs. Especially since
0: the one time that they did get pressure on that drive, Brady threw the ball right into the ground. You can't run a prevent or any type of shell against Tom Brady. I, I can't
1: believe I talked to Bob Sutton. You remember when last week? I was like, oh, Bob Sutton. He was with the Jets for a decade. He knows Brady and Belichick. I mean, dude, Bob Sutton. Tony Romo is calling every play. We'll get to Romo in a More second. More like
0: sob button. Nailed but, it.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, Tony Romo sees everything, and Bob Sutton and the Chiefs have no clue what's going on. All right, uh, let me get to a quick stat here. This is staggering. I saw this on the internet this morning. Against the Chargers and Chiefs, the Patriots had 40 first downs in the first half. The Chiefs and Chargers ran a total of 39 plays in the first half. 40 is more than 39, right? McVay, yes. McVay, please take the opening kick if you win the toss. Don't let them do this to you because Belichick is going to be scripting some amazing stuff. And I know the Patriots have struggled historically in the first quarter of Super Bowls. We'll get to prop
2: bets next week, but... There is. Jeez. Can I say one thing? There is one notion that has been true in my life: the notion of death, taxes, and Tom Brady is yeah, very real for real. me. I started paying taxes in 2011, and I even went back <laughs> to make sure this is real. Started paying taxes in 2011. Since then, Tom Brady has been to eight conference championships, head to five Super Bowls. I know no different in my life that all three of those things are all correct.
0: Mm.
2: Uh, all right, so we got the games; they're
1: wrapped up. We're going to be heading to the Super Bowl. The number. Lynch, you looked at this closely. I was trying to get in some family time. Uh How Sunday night. dare you. I know. Unbelievable. Gambling is so your family. I did <laughs> I did not get the early number, but I wouldn't have taken it anyway. The line on the look ahead, I think, was pick or Rams by one a week ago.
0: So Sunday night, Lynch, it opened at Rams minus one. Interesting. And it was there for about 14 nanoseconds. And then everyone on this planet and every planet that has ever existed bet on the Patriots. And it is now... Some books still have it at one and a half. Some books have it... uh, Patriots minus one and a half. Some books have it Patriots minus two and a half. I And this is absolutely recency bias. This was like animalistic almost. (laughs) I saw that Patriots plus one and I jumped on it. No thought whatsoever. I think as I sit here now... That's probably a solid side, but more than anything, is it? we'll talk about Uh, it a lot next week. I I certainly don't hate it, but what I like more than anything is I'll find someone who wants Patriots plus one and sell that ticket if worse comes to worse. Because the market's not going to give you that again. So that was kind of my line of thinking there was if I end up liking this bet, great. If not, I'm going to try and turn it into a futures exchange.
2: There's a couple guys on Lock It In who might actually. Yeah, well. Nah. I don't, I don't.
0: Uh, all right, so
1: interesting. You know, Lynch, I do want to wrap up with this. So I, uh, we, you know, we talked about during the regular season. You introduced me to the DVOA stuff. It's been phenomenal. I had a great season, and I'm looking at the DVOA in the playoffs, and it hasn't mattered one ounce. And I don't know what that's about. Matchups Maybe, is it, It's match-ups. strictly matchups? And but
0: I, it, you know, it's. It's tough because I think DVOA is still a very good starting point, but then you just have to keep digging deeper. Um, And and I think it's even more matchup-based in the postseason than in the regular season because for the very simple fact that in the regular season, you're not looking ahead to the next week, but you know that you're going to have to prepare in week eight. You're going to have to prepare for week nine after that. You're going to have to prepare for week 10. In the playoffs, it's literally any given Sunday. You you win this game or you go home. And so I think – Teams just dig a little deeper. They exploit matchups a little bit more. It's like the NBA postseason. Yes, that's best of seven, but in the NBA, you might have a system that you run for 82 games and then you get to the playoffs and you get one mismatch and you exploit that possession after possession, game after game until they stop you. So one of the advantages you said in matchups was Kareem Hunt
1: had dominated the Patriots huge out of the backfield. Damian Williams didn't totally do that Yes, We didn't see him as a huge factor. Now, he did have uh, five catches, 66 yards, and two touchdowns, yes. But, again, that was like first half they didn't really throw to him. They did have the wheel route that Mahomes missed. Enter Todd Gurley into the Damian Williams spot. And assuming he can get his head right, Todd Gurley should feast out of the backfield catching the ball. That's why a plus 1,800 for MVP, I think he could have a monster game. But you look at the other side, well, Kamara, as Conrad said, 11 catches, 90-some-odd yards. What is James White going to do? Uh, m- maybe the uh, Wade Phillips and the Rams have to look to that Chargers move where you bring up safeties. Especially In,
0: given that the linebacking core is probably the weakness of that defense. Yeah, and th-
1: Remember, this season, a couple times, they got destroyed by tight ends. Hello, Gronk. Um Saints didn't have their tight end, Ben Watson. They did go to the backup, right? Uh, I think he had a touchdown catch. The other guy got like a concussion. So you look at matchups and advantages and Belichick, the master, you know, how are you going to go against him? But just to recap, you said 94% of the money is on the Patriots.
0: Looks like that was first thing this morning. looks like we're hovering right around 89, 90% uh, at the, according to the Action Network right now. But yeah. Money is Doesn't coming that
2: have heavy to be an on the Patriots? auto
1: fade of the Patriots and fade the public there.
2: I know that everybody seemed like they were on the Patriots. Well a lot of people picked the Patriots, but also there were so many pundits that were all over the Chiefs. That this like the Patriots are dead. The notion that there is gonna be no more Patriots in the Super Bowl. I think this that is was it. more
1: hope than anything, right? I know it was with me. I was just hoping and praying this
2: Hope is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can also talk about, though, the the whole situation where I believe that Tom Brady's going to win this Super Bowl just so he can walk off into the no, sunset. He, I, listen,
1: I, if that's the deal, Brady will say, if I win this, I'm out. Go ahead. Go Patriots. I will cheer them and back them on. Just get out. Tom Brady, you've had an amazing run. You're the GOAT. No doubt about it. But I'm ready for new blood because, guys, I don't know about you, okay? Two weeks of this, like, what are you gonna say about the Patriots? We all, all, all their prop bets are gonna be similar to last year. Like, it's just, it's, there's nothing new here. Uh, you, if we've run out of adjectives to describe the greatness of Tom Brady, like, I'm just not that interested for me. And you know, we need interest. This to me is not that interesting.
0: Brady plus 1200, yes, to retire, minus 2500, no. More interesting wait, wait, than wait, that. Wait, what, one more time, plus 1200, 12 to one, that he does retire. Uh, minus twenty five hundred that he does not retire. Oh gosh. The more interesting one though, Gronk. Minus one thousand, no, plus six hundred, yes. Far shorter odds on Gronk than on Tom mm-hmm. Brady. So Brady will be forty two in August. Belichick will be
1: sixty seven in August.
0: Rob Gronkowski will be WWE champion in I mean, August. Be guzzling
1: beers in Vegas. I mean, in all summer. Why? I mean, you know why? I don't see why he'd come back. All right, what do we want to close on here? We will be back next week, obviously, do prop bets. But you're early. You already took Patriots plus one. Conrad, do you have any money invested yet?
2: Not yet, but I will have money invested in the Patriots, yeah. likely in the next 24 hours. <laughs> oh, God. I, I just I, I want to do a little bit more of a deeper dive to see what I can get, see if there's any matchups that I'm not seeing that are going to be big time. But like you, you mentioned. Will we see a three? I think we might. I think this gets to three. I think think it's going to be Patriots money coming in. We
1: know the professionals play. They
0: bet numbers. And here's what I will say. Here's what I will close with. These two teams, we're going to be talking about the quarterbacks. We're going to be talking about the skill position players all for the next two weeks. This game, and I love saying it, it's going to come down to sexy trench time. This is the Patriots' offensive line. You hinted at it earlier against that Rams' defensive line. Donald. if Sowler. If, if they keep Brady clean and, and avoid pressure... You just you can't stop Tom Brady in that brain picking apart a defense. If they can get to him, we've seen a very mortal Tom Brady under pressure. Can Talib match up with Edelman in the slot? I don't So this is actually really interesting to me as well. The Rams very, very rarely move their cornerbacks. They play halves of the field. And I think, and I'm I'm probably wrong here. Maybe this is just me being hopeful that we can get a new Super Bowl champion. I think in a way that might play in L.A.'s favor because Brady uses motion with his receivers to see what you're doing mm. defensively and to get a read. And it's harder to do that when your cornerbacks are staying to their side of the field.
2: Yeah, to go along with that, though, too, I know when, uh, when Tlaib was with Denver, he would cover Gronk. He would he would be mm. matched up with Gronk because he's the most physical corner they probably have. So I would say that he's going to get matched up with him alone. Well. Edelman, Edelman's going to be <laughs> Don't stuck Don't tell on, me,
1: Marcus uh, Peters. That is a nightmare. I mean, Peters struggled again yesterday. You see him collide in the end zone with somebody on a crossing route, giving up a touchdown. Like, Peters just looks like he needs that help. But, as Lynch said, that front four of the Rams, if they can get pressure, potential game changer. Because we know the the Chargers couldn't get any pressure. Chiefs couldn't get a lick. I just can't get over the fact that Tom Brady has not been sacked once in two playoff games when you know you've got to get to Brady.
2: Wait, how do you beat Brady again? Oh, that's right. Pressure. And yeah, it's then a basic, neither, neither well, team Aaron has Donald, got it to him. Uh,
1: yeah. So anyways, um, they have early leans to the Patriots. I'm on the fence. I, I've got I've to get some good
0: bets off. you has got to head upstairs, talk to Strahan, yes. see if he'll come out of retirement. Oh,
1: right, right. Yes, there you go. So, uh, all right. There, that's a short one uh, leading into the Super Bowl. A f- tremendous... Championship weekend in the books. Two overtime games. First time that's ever happened. All right, for Andrew Lynch. If you're thinking
0: about uh, betting on the Pro Bowl, don't.
1: Yeah, obviously. Yes, yes. uh, Just as a heads up, I've been putting some college basketball plays on my Instagram. I think we're going to talk college hoops eventually on the podcast. Um, They've been successful. Uh, College hoops. NBA... No comment on that. That's it's a the hardest tougher.
0: thing to bet. I mean, uh, it's the hardest thing to bet outside of like legitimately playing poker or something like maybe
1: that. Maybe we'll come up with a, a bet where we, both of us, Lynch, can bet against uh, listeners on the podcast, prop bets, or something along those lines. Conrad will put us in a good place for that. All right, for Andrew Lynch, I am Jason McIntyre. Thank you. Remember, subscribe, rate, and review. We'll talk to you next week.